In the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry, we find him in a synagogue in Nazareth, as was his custom. But this time he's preaching. He's proclaiming that he's come to set the captive free. That's how Jesus launches into his public ministry. And our readings this morning show us several stories of captivity and how they're transformed by the word of God that, as St. Paul says, cannot be held down in chains. Let's start with our first reading. Naaman, commander of the Syrian army, a great man, he suffered from leprosy. And the skin disease was enough to make Naaman feel trapped, no matter how many glorious victories he had on the battlefield. But in the story of his healing, we learn that Naaman was not only bound, held captive by his illness, he'd also become prisoner to his own oversized ego. When the great prophet of the word of God, Elisha, does not come out to greet Naaman, Naaman gets angry. I thought that for me, he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and he'd wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Elisha gives him clear instructions to be healed, but Naaman, with his horses and his chariots, he wants all the pomp and circumstance that he'd grown accustomed to receiving. The word of God, the liberating word of God, was ready to heal. But Naaman was locked up in his self-importance. It's in the muddy, less impressive waters of the Jordan that the word of God healed Naaman of his skin disease and taught him to get off of his high horse, to put his self-aggrandizing agendas to death in the waters of new birth. See what I did there, a little prefigurement of baptism? Put to death so that he can come into this new birth. The word of God set a captive free. Paul, in our second reading, he's writing from prison, quite literally, he's chained. He's chained for preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, a descendant of David, raised from the dead. That's all Paul has to offer. He endures suffering. Paul endures hardship because he knows that while he may be in chains, the word of God is not chained. Paul knows that even in his captivity, even if it ends in death, as it does, in fact, for Paul, he does not need to fear. For if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we also will reign with him. The living and active word of God has, to, has the power to set us free. The power to set us free even from that prison that we all will enter, the prison of death. As the Orthodox faithful sing at Easter, the word of God tramples down death by death, trampling down death by death on a cross. It is for this gospel that Paul is imprisoned. But no chains can separate him from the love of God in Christ Jesus. 
freedom. In our gospel reading, we encounter Jesus with 10 lepers, and just like Naaman, the 10 suffered from an illness, and that illness, that leprosy, chained them to extreme physical suffering. But we need to remember that the lepers were also socially cut off from the community. Not only do they physically suffer, they're cut off. That's why the gospel reading tells us that they, uh, they cry out to Jesus from a distance. They stand at that distance because of the belief that those with skin diseases were ritually impure. So they're excluded from participation in the religious life of Israel, the common life. That's in the book of Leviticus, where it's prescribed not only that they must tear their clothing, lepers tear their clothing and, and call out, unclean, unclean, to warn people away, but also that being unclean, they shall dwell apart, taking up residence outside the camp. Cut off socially, they're also condemned to live isolated from the holy in the temple. The, lep the lepers are kept from entering that holy place or from approaching a Jewish teacher like Jesus. But the word of God put on our fragile skin in Jesus. And he passes through the region between Samaria and Galilee, and he overcomes the distance and the fear that lock the lepers in their despair and in their suffering. He travels the distance. They're healed of their physical pain. He tells them, go show the priests in the temple, be restored to the community. You are no longer ritually unclean. And it's the Samaritan leper it's the Samaritan leper. It's a double whammy of outsider status. You know, to be a Samaritan was to be despised by the Jews. You know, they were too close, too close for comfort. And a leper. It's that Samaritan leper that falls at the feet of Jesus and bears witness to the healing power of God. It's the Samaritan, an outsider, a foreigner, who shows us that the word of God made flesh enters into our world to bring liberation, to bring new life. Now, the kind of gift that we can only receive from God, and the only response can be thanks and praise. Those are our three stories. It's not every time we preach that we connect all three stories, but that's what we've done. So where are we? Where are you in these stories? Do you, like Naaman, need to get off your high horse of achievement? and accomplishment, and self-sufficiency? Can we be humble enough to go into the muddy waters of the Jordan instead of those impressive rivers in Damascus? And can we open ourselves to receive the healing power of God's word in and through people and places and sacraments that we might otherwise scoff at from our high places? Do you feel chained in like Paul or the 10 lepers, isolated, unwelcome? If so, Jesus sees you, cherishes you, wants to set you free. Better yet, has set you free. Jesus has set us free. We're always just trying to catch up with that freedom. It's already done. We just have to lean into it. 
And we do that here as we encounter the word of God that cannot be tamed, it can't be locked away, it can't be privatized. You're set free to know that nothing can separate you from the love of God poured out in Jesus Christ. This love, this word, his life, it's poured out for you here in this place this morning. The word of God poured out for you. Even if you're calling out from a distance, whether you're far off or if you are very near, the unchained word of God is for you. And the invitation for us is to receive the healing that God is always pouring out for us, to receive that gift that only God can give. And the response to fall at his feet in gratitude, to learn from the Samaritan leper, to prostrate ourselves in thanks and praise. I like Pope Francis's uh, image of the church being a field hospital not just this place of everybody who's perfectly put it together, right? The righteous, but a field hospital out here in the midst of the world offering healing, a place that where we come to be made whole and to receive the liberating word of God. And then what does Jesus say to the Samaritan leper? After healed, after the praise, get up, go on your way, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. So friends, this morning, Let us receive the living word of God that is active, that the Spirit wants to pour into our hearts. Receive the word offered in the great sacrament of Christ's life poured out for us. Simple things, bread and wine, just like those muddy waters of the Jordan. Simple things that can change our lives and make us whole. Receive that healing, prostrate ourselves before the living one, the one who comes to give us abundant life, and then go, get up and go. Your faith has made you well. It's here that we can learn to be free. We can learn to recognize the ways that we're held captive and be set free. Pray for the courage of the leper to cry out. Find the humility of Naaman to receive the healing Christ has for you. And with Paul, put your trust in the power of the gospel, which breaks free every prison of death and destruction. Fall at his feet and then hear his word. Get up and go on your way, bearing witness to the unchained word of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.